Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ja! Alltså torrboll, nu måste du beställa skäggolja. Vart gör jag det någonstans då? Dickjohnson.se såklart. Ja, men de har ju pungvax. De har allt möjligt för hårdrockare och alla andra killar också. Men då har de någon olja för skägget då ja. som gör det mjukt och fint och så här. Det finns skäggolja och med metalvänliga namn som Angry Norwegian. Och naturligtvis också Good for your balls pungvax. Ja, och det, det har jag redan provat. Och titta, till och med... Jävla gott kaffe. Vad heter det? Jävla gott kaffe. Men svär inte, säg vad det heter Nej, istället. Det heter jävla gott kaffe. Jaha. Så Dick Johnson har ju är allt. Det, är det det du har i koppen här? Ja, det är det vi har i koppen här. Självklart. Jag ska smaka här. Du är ju lite kräsen. Du, det var ett jävla gott kaffe det här. Det är ju det. På dickjohnson.se så finns allt som är stilig och kräsen här som du behöver. Ja, och, 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 och man är ju också. Ja. Och det här är ju framförallt mest produkter för män faktiskt. Ja, Riktiga män. Män som vill klä sig i tajta, åtsmitande trosor. Nej, Anders! Nu får du i alla fall alla rockbollens följare en chans att vinna presentkort på hela tusen kronor på dickjohnson.se. Ja, det är bara att följa Rockbottom på Facebook och eller Rockbottom Podcast på Instagram och skicka sedan ett PM eller ett DM till oss med svaret på följande fråga. Hur många medlemmar i Inflames nuvarande sättning har skägg? Mm-hmm. Ja, det, det är några stycken. Det är några stycken. Tämningen pågår till 28 februari och dessutom, Dick Johnson har varit väldigt generösa. Alla våra följare som beställer för över 250 kronor på dickjohnson.se fram till den 31 mars. De uppger bara koden ROCK då de lägger sin order. Och så bjuder Dick Johnson på ett jävla gott kaffe. Som smakar så här. Jävla gott kaffe. Välkomna till en ett avsnitt av Sveriges bästa och största rockpod, Rockbottom. Med Erika och jag heter Anders Tegner. Och idag är det ännu ett sånt här program där vi ska prata engelska. So we'll switch to English here for your sake. Yeah, then we'll be better. <laughs> you need to look good and hard to find a more classic band than Saxon. Uh, and I saw them back in 1983 the first time, uh, and I interviewed this guy sitting right in front of me back then. Uh, and he's a pillar of strength, a metal god, and he is Biff Biffer. Right. <laughs> yeah. Good to be here. <laughs> There you go. Uh, is it hard to live up to this Saxon legacy? It's a bit hungover today. <laughs> I was drinking with the I was drinking the Viking style last night. Uh, no, we don't we don't bother about stuff like that. Because it's been an ongoing... That's the thing, like, for like you to say, 
So you, you, you never think of you as, as I'm a rock god? No. You wake up in the morning and go, I'm a rock god? No. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty sensible, I, I think. Uh, but you did play a huge part in what we now call the, the new wave of British heavy metal, which consisted of many bands. Uh, it was quite different sounding bands too. Praying Mantis, Diamond Head, Def Leppard even, Maiden, of course. Yeah. Uh, when you were right in the middle of this, did you did you feel that you were part of a movement? Uh, yeah, I think we did because um, you know it sort of uh, it's a stra- it was a strange time in uh, Britain in the seventy nine eighty um, a lot of uh, a lot of anarchy and chaos. You know, a lot of Margaret Thatcher was in and she was crushing the unions and <laughs> yeah. things. So. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't great to be working class in those days, because there was no work. So these these bands there were was no class either. So, you know. <laughs> so, so they were a response to to, to that. You think? I think I think there was a, you know, our audience in 1980 was a very young audience, you know, college school kids. It wasn't really, you know, they weren't really coming from Black Sabbath, you know, or Led Zeppelin. It was a new audience. I think that was the key. In those days, 79, I mean, Mortared were huge already, and so were Judas Priest. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, Whitesnake was around at that time. Yeah. Well, the first Whitesnake. We supported David at his first concert with Whitesnake. Right. In, uh, in Yorkshire, in a place called Retka, where he's from. Yeah. He's a Yorkshire. I would have loved to see him there, because yeah, Whitesnake well, we was there. a huge we, band for We me. played the support to that. That's great. And... Um, that's when I first met him and uh, the guys from Deep Purple were in the band, actually. Yeah. Uh, John Lord and... Um, Pacey. Pacey. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a great time. And um, uh, But it was a new audience for us. And I think, uh, you know, Priest and Motorhead, they already had an audience because they were pretty big. We, we, we sort of created our own audience, but we stole their audiences, if you know what I mean. Right. Mm-hmm. We toured with Motorhead. First ever tour we did was with Motorhead which is what the song's about on the album. Mm. And the video, if you see the video, it's about England in 1979-80. It's not really about Motorhead. It's really about how England was and how we perceived it to be. Mm. Some it, was, of the it was a bit of a police state back then. It was that, that nasty. A lot of police. Bobby's knocking. Well, there was a lot of IRA things going on. There That's was a it. lot of strikes. There was a lot of power cuts. There was a lot of, a lot of problems. But there was also the leftover energy from punk, wasn't it? Yeah, punk was still strong then. I mean, we we ripped a lot of um, stuff from the punk musically. We weren't really... Um, it's a long answer, this. Are you all right with it? Yeah. Uh, we weren't really uh, into entertaining musicians. We were into writing good good songs and getting the audience off their feet down the front. That was our mentality. Before that, people used to sit cross legs on the floor and watch the bands in the 70s. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the 79, it all changed. You know, we, we, we went out in Mordred and the, all, the, all the venues were seated and we used to get them out of the seats. We used to jump off stage out in the audience, pull people out of their seats and drag them to the front. We used to fight with the security people all the time in those days. And it gradually changed from a, from a sit-down, entertain-me audience to a, we're the audience, we're with the band. Mm-hmm. That was the big change, and that was one of the big 
differences between the new heavy British heavy metal and things before that. I see another thing too. I see the stage clothes because m many of these new, uh, new bands actually had stage clothes as opposed to just a t-shirt and jeans. Well, we did, yeah. We, 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 we had a leather jackets. And but you had your spandex yeah. on. Well, in them <laughs> days, no, I used to wear white white Levi's back in them days. If you see, oh, the very early days. If you see the early photographs. Uh, yeah. But yeah. in the early 80s, Surely yeah, enough, yeah, the, the spandex, spandex was there. <laughs> but I think Judas Priest started it. They started the leather and, uh, and, and the, the spandex. The, yeah, And the spandex. So blame yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. Between 81 and 86, you were like untouchable. You were a headline act and uh, one that would inspire a new generation of, of rockers, really. What lasting impact do you think that Saxon has left on the metal world um, today? Well, that's not for me to say, though. You know, it, it's... Um, you know, I'm part of the impact, so it, it's a difficult question to answer, if you know what I'm saying. Because, but do, uh, do you see yourself in other bands in a way? Stuff well, that well, yeah, because I, I know for a fact that Metallica loved us. You mm -hmm. know, absolutely, all the American bands of the that were growing up in the eighties that were into Judas Priest and UFO and all those bands of the seventies. They just saw this explosion in England in 1980, 79, 80, and they wanted the same in America. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened in America. You know, the, all the thrash thing, you know, thrash with the class and all this came from Saxon. Megadeth, you know, all those bands. You can hear that music in Saxon's early songs, and you can hear it in Mortuary's early songs as well. Mm -hmm. That sort of fast, furious, we don't give a fuck type music you know what were your own uh, sort of house gods when you grew up uh, as a teenager uh, what was the first bands you started to listen to well we were into um i mean the 60s things i, I grew up with you know kinks and bit of the which was sort of the the arrival of yeah, harder yeah, rock yeah uh, you know the rolling stones right mm -hmm. the who, those, spooky tooth all that spooky stuff i love spooky too yeah you know we were, that sort of thing you know hippie hippie rock mm -hmm. um and we liked the punk as well. We were, we were very into um, prog music, yes, and Genesis, as musicians. Mm -hmm. But it, it did stay with us, but it got covered up a little bit. So I think when we were writing songs in the late 70s, we were very influenced by the punk movement. The way they play guitar, the way they produce their albums was really in your face, very dry, not a lot of echoes and... No, no solos. So I was going to say our our music wasn't based around musicianship. It was based around songs and the whole, you know, and the actual, actual never surrender, stand up, and be counted. It was always that sort of uh, thing going on there. So when you listen to Saxon, we didn't play long guitar solos. No. There was nothing boring about early Saxon. And it was the interaction between the audience. Exactly. I, I mean, that didn't really happen with Deep Purple. I mean, Ian well, said a few things between the songs. But with you guys, you're there connecting to the crowd. That's right. And that's where Denim and Leather and Heavy Metal Thunder and all those songs come from, from our connection with the audience and the audience um, taking you on to do great things. Mm -hmm. And as with so many other bands, uh, the late 80s and early 90s, uh, it proved challenging for, for uh, many hard rock bands, especially with the arrival of grunge. Grunge, well, grunge, was, grunge was the you know, the next revolution. You know, we'd already had ours in the 80s, so they had theirs and... I thought it was a great thing. You 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 liked it. I liked that, it. Yeah. yeah, I liked it. I liked it. The raw, more punky again. I think we don't. Everybody got a little bit sort of you know into the hair and looking good on stage. Mm -hmm. 
And I think they came back and said, well, you know, we're playing this and we're just playing music. They took it down to another level. Yeah, they took it back down again, actually. Yeah, back in 89, we had, uh, you know, drum kits revolving around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I just think they, um, you know, were a bit more sensible. Hmm. Thunderbolt is your 22nd album. Yeah. Very productive, I must say. Yeah, mm. very loyal following. Are you at a level now where you say you feel content and, and comfortable with your career? Uh, I don't think you're ever comfortable or content. Not 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 in not in my world anyway. Uh, I, I think I, th- I don't really want to be predictable. So we always try to write albums that aren't predictable. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably why people like our newer albums so much because. You never know what we're going to do. I love Nosferatu. That was, was so yeah, but it's, good. It, it's it's quite unexpected yeah, though. Very much yeah. so. Mm-hmm. So I really think I song. think predictability is a dangerous thing. And where do you draw new inspiration <laughs> from? Are you open to to other uh, new new metal and new music? Do you listen to completely different stuff these I, days? I like I like I like all sounds of music. You know, whether it be Slipknot or Andy Williams. Um, I like I like lots of things. For me, a song is a good song. You can never knock Andy it make, Williams. It makes no difference whether the guys like singing in low C, you know, you know. Yeah. You know, if it's a good song, it's a good song. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's, you know, it is how it is. People choose their style of playing, their genre, and they go for it. And, um, you know, it is one of them things. It is a massive, um, wide kaleidoscope of music styles mm-hmm. that is heavy metal mm-hmm. now. Now, I think it's come back together a bit closer over the recent years. I think now people aren't so um, pigeonholed. You know, you can you can quite easily be a Slipknot fan and a Saxon fan now. That's true. I think back in back in the day, people chose their bands, and out of loyalty to that band, they didn't listen to any other kind of music. I think that's probably changed with the internet. It's more of a community feel, perhaps the metal community. But yeah, I think, yeah. Supporting but each also other. with the internet, you can you yeah. can download anything you want. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you have a curious mind and you want to listen and check out other music, you can. Mm-hmm. Whereas back in the day, it was just the vinyl. 
you went to the shop and bought it and that was it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, that was your property, that was your album. You used to read everything in it and, you know, put it on the wall and that was your band. But, but uh, I think with the internet, that all changed. And it you can be fans of many different bands now. And the internet also yeah. changed the fact that people do not buy albums uh, the way they did back then. Not yeah. really big back then, but that, that's how it is, you know. People don't buy shopping the same as they did back then either. You know, you can press a button and the guy brings it to your door. You don't yeah. even have to go. You don't even have to go to the supermarket anymore. So true, but you you pay for a physical thing anyway. Yeah. Now people expect music to be free, uh, um, which is well, weird. people do expect it to be free, but you have to make sure that the product is great. You know, we have cassettes on this album. That's 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 amazing. <laughs> Albums, yes, and I, I see uh, vinyl coming back, but cassettes coming back. That's pretty cool. Well, Sebastian, who you just talked to, he, reco- he records things on cassette. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love cassettes. They're perfect. They still have a cassette. I, I love them. I neither love them nor hate them. They are a thing that is there. It's part yeah. of a legacy. I still of, have I a mean, cassette Sonny player. Walk, Sonny Walkman's were the first thing you could go out of the house and take the music with you. People forget that. What a revolution that was. A massive revolution. <laughs> yeah. And we sold millions of cassettes back in the day. Mm. You know, everybody had one in the car. Everybody had one in the house. Everybody had one in their pocket. And I think back then they, they said that cassette would kill the record industry because people were recording each other's albums. And yeah, that's right. <laughs> that, that, was the, that was the first bootlegging. <laughs> you can't start to bootleg a vinyl. Right. But yeah, you know, so yeah, the cassette was the big bootleg. But we used to like, I mean, you know, we got signed on cassettes. I still have a bag full of maybe 500 cassettes from those days right. with demos and live shows and things on there. Yeah. After all these years, and uh, I don't know how many thousands of concerts you've done, uh, one thing we can uh, say is that you still have your voice. Everybody yeah, keeps yeah, saying it too. Yeah. I was so surprised when you came in and you said you had a hangover. I thought you, you would never go out drinking because you're always on you sleep with really your voice. You sing really well. No. I mean, I'm not going to say <laughs> for your age. I hardly ever sleep. <laughs> but but uh, how do you take care of it? Is it just a thing that's I there? Don't, I don't bother. I don't. It's like an old car. It just keeps running. It just keeps running. <laughs> just keep putting the oil in there. No? I mean, there's a few out there who still manage to do it, you know, approaching 70, mm-hmm. which is strange in a way because this is conceived to be the music of kids, the young rockers, even mm-hmm. back in the Rolling Stones days. Yeah. And they're still around. So yeah. It's, yeah. Jagger can still sing. It's, it's pretty yeah. wild. Uh, I mean, Ian Gillen still kicks yeah. it out every yeah. night. Uh, yeah. It's amazing. Um, there's been a, a couple of lineup changes in the band over the years, of course. Uh, it's no, almost not, in there. Not really recently. No, not recently, but no. over the, you know, since the first with Peak Hill and, and, and that era. Uh, definitely been that. And there's also been this, this was back in 99, but there was a, a legal battle over the name Saxon. Between uh, trademarks. Uh, there's been a few battles, though. Uh, we have had a few battles with them. Okay. Uh, over uh, different things. And this is two previous members of the band who, who claim that they... Uh, well, were... it's one previous member of the band that actually collected other people that didn't like us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they, but... they formed the Biff Barford Appreciation Society. Yeah. <laughs> Joke, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, they're silly boys, really. Right. You know. But you prevailed. You kept the name, and that's fine. Yeah. Well, nobody, nobody trademarked the name uh, back in the day. 
that may have made a mistake. So after, well, you know, you don't give a shit because you're all mates, aren't you? <laughs> right. You know, this is never right. going to happen. Oh, that, that trust so when, word again. When we, uh, I, mean, uh, I mean, Steve went in 86, you know, just after the Innocence mm-hmm. album. Um, I mean, Pete Gill went a long time before that. Um, but he went through health reasons. I don't think he went because of no. any bad feeling. Um, but Graham Oliver, we, 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 we actually sacked Graham Oliver on New Year's Eve 1994 um, because he was releasing a live album from Donington and he was telling everybody, the Donington, right? He was telling everybody it was recorded in the, in the mobile, but it was a cassette from the, from the desk. Mm. Ah. Right, so that's the first time I sued him. Mm-hmm. I went to high court and sued him over that because it, it was fraud and because I had the multi-tracks in my attic. So there's no way there could be two multi-tracks, right? No. And so, he did that uh, still being a member of the band? Yeah, he was a member and he didn't tell us. He didn't tell, tell me. Mm. Um, so I was a bit betrayed by that. I can understand that. So that's why he got sacked. That's and rightfully so. Yeah. yeah. So... And um, yeah, why he, on New Year's Eve? Pardon? <laughs> why did you sack him on New Year's Eve? Because it was the last gig we did. Oh. We did we did a gig in Bremen at the Aladdin in Bremen, a New Year's Eve gig, mm-hmm. and that's it. He, he got off the plane and he wasn't in Saxon anymore. Oh. So, there we go. So yeah, so that's why we sacked him. He'll tell you a million reasons, but that is the reason. Mm-hmm. You can't have people in bands releasing albums, and you know not telling other guys that they're releasing them. It's stupid. Unless it's a solo album or something. Yeah. And then telling everybody it's a, it's a, um, you know, a bona fide recording. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a cassette I- recording. Uh, the, the, second, the second time, they went and trademarked the name. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know, right? Okay. Uh, in, After he was... Oh, 90-something. Right. After oh. he'd been sacked. Oh. He obviously went for the name. And the... Uh, the local guy in the local um, trademark office gave it them. Because it wasn't protected. Well, he didn't know anything about Saxon. Right. He just knew that they were in Saxon. Mm-hmm. But they weren't in Saxon, right? Right. Yeah. 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 So they gave him the name. So we appealed against it to this guy. And this guy from the trademark office said, first come, first served. Oh. And we were like, well, yeah. Really? Oh. What, somebody can leave a band in 1986 and then trademark their name in 1998? Yeah. So we took him to the High Court in London and we won. Good. That's what it was. Right. And we got the name back from them. Okay. And from that day, then we own all the trademarks, album covers, logos. So they did us a favour, really. You op- they opened your eyes to <laughs> Yeah, they, gave us a, they did us a favour. They came through the back door. Yeah, uh, you know, and tried to control the band, and um, yeah, so we beat them. But they wouldn't; they would never in a million years would they win. I don't even know why they went to court. They could have just said, "Fair enough, fair cop." Right. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> but maybe there was a bit of money, you know, well, uh, you know, in the horizon, and they thought that maybe we could make a buck of this. Well, it cost them fifty thousand pounds, which is usually does, yeah. <laughs> in the high court in it, London. It seems inevitable uh, when we sit here because Erica here, uh, she was once married to Ingvi Malmsteen. This is her, uh, oh, right, his first right, wife. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Ingvi somehow pops up and there is a connection between Saxon and Ingvi. Uh, and I, I need to figure out uh, what happened here because in the early 90s, 
uh, a lot of people claim that he auditioned some of the members from Saxon for his band. I was there. I was in London when he auditioned uh, Nigel, the drummer. Did he? Yeah. All yeah. oh, right, good. So, uh, you, I remember so you didn't know Nig- about this? <laughs> well, Nigel probably wasn't in the band. Oh, okay. So these yeah. were guys. It might have been. He left the band, Nigel, for. Right. He's okay. left the band yeah. twice now. He keeps coming back. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah, he probably left the band, went off to do. The first time he left, he went off to do uh, GTR. You know, those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Howe and whatever they call him. Yeah. You know the band, GTR? GTR, yeah. 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 He joined GTR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they folded. Right. And then he left again to do his solo album. So it might have been around one of those yeah. times. You know? I remember he walked in in sweatpants and Ingrid said, I know he's a really good drummer. I heard him with Saxon, but I'm sorry. I'm not going to let him audition because he walked in in sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, his well. manager said, well, you let him play, you know, just let him play. <laughs> I don't think he would have been right for Ingrid. Right. Are you, are you still pissed off with Sweden? Well, I mean, la- last time you were here or uh, last year, you were robbed in Umeå. No, I'm not. They, they, they stole your passports and, and stuff in Umeå. They didn't steal my passport. Oh, okay. They stole my phone. Oh, okay. Oh, even, even worse. worse. <laughs> even worse. Yeah. With all your porn in it. <laughs> well, what, what happened? You, you had a break in the hotel? Or? Yeah, they, no, they came into the tent. It was a festival. Oh, okay. Oh. But it was all right. You know, the the the, the promoter paid, paid it for it back. Oh, okay. And it was a new um, one of these iPhones, so... If you report one of these stolen, they fry it on the inside. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't ever use them again. It's no. not like the old ones. Right. They, they send, they, they send a, a, a race button. Yeah. There's something yeah. in there that <laughs> right. makes it so you can't. Good use to know. It. That's that's <laughs> yeah. good to know. Yeah. So uh, uh, there's a tour coming up, I guess, after the the album. The what? A tour. Yeah, it's a short the short tour of UK uh, Europe, just to support the album. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're off with Judas Priest. In yeah, we're in ten weeks in America. Yeah. With Judas Priest, and they also have a new album out. So it's it's they basically it's uh, it's the eighties all over it's again. Again, yeah. <laughs> let's do it one more. Andy Sneap did the album as well. He did ours and then theirs. So the, connection, never, the never connections ends. go on forever. The eighties never ends. Yeah. Um, we have uh, a final thing here, uh, which is a, a bit fun, uh, especially uh, with with. Your background and, and, and musical mm-hmm. history. It could be fun. We, we, ha- we call it the cheesy song. Uh, and it's a song that you like, but wouldn't really admit that you like. Oh, uh, I don't know. A bit of a cringe song. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have one of those? No, I don't. It would admit to anything. No, I don't have anything. Something cringe. that would be unexpected for, for the mighty big five to listen to. Yeah. Um, Scarborough Fair. Scarborough Fair, but that's it's a great, great song. song. <laughs> it originates from. Where I was born, nearly. There you go. Mm. Well, you don't have to be ashamed of that. No, I might do it on my solo album. Oh, you have a solo album? Heavy Metal Scarborough Fair. Yeah? (laughs) (laughs) Biff Byford, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you so much. (laughs) And uh, we say like we always do, bottoms up. Or up your bottom. Bottoms up (laughs) or up your bottom. Both works. (laughs) 